Welcome to In the Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm really excited to have on today's show Cloris Kylie of ChlorisKylie.com, who is a performance coach and branding expert. And in particular, we were going to kind of dive into list building and strategies to kind of build an audience, which I think is kind of one of the fundamentals of, of business and kind of, in my opinion, is, is, it's been it's one of the reasons I've been able to have so much success uh, in a relatively short amount of time was because I was able to build an audience. So I'm excited to have her on the call to talk us through how we can improve our list building strategies and things like that. So Cloris, thanks so much for being on the call with us today. Well, it's an honor. Thank you so much, Tom. Yeah, for sure. So before we dig into the topic of subscribers and list building and stuff like that, um, let's backtrack a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this line of work. Well, I would say I've, I've always had the heart of an entrepreneur, um, but I didn't listen to that inner calling because I just listened to what everybody told me I should be doing. And that's why I went to engineering school and I, I graduated. I was really good at math, so I did enjoy the classes, right? But of course, when I got out of school and I realized that I was going to actually have to work <laughs> as an engineer, I didn't like that. So uh, I said, well, maybe I can do marketing. So I went for my MBA and I wanted to switch more of a, you know, doing business. I had that that like that desire to just be creative and do things that, that required me to, you know, find solutions to to problems. And um, I did go into the corporate world for a few years, and that's when I realized that it just wasn't for me. And there, there was something else that I wanted to do. I didn't know at that time what that was. And uh, I think I still had that, uh, you know, voice in the back of my head that said, you know, you, you shouldn't take risks. You know, you're supposed to just get a job and be uh, secure and safe. Um, so it was tough for me to make the transition but uh, once I made it, um, it was more of a chance transition that I actually had to find a way to make money. And, you know, I started to do some uh, freelancing uh, business and and then things grew and, and became what, what my business is today. And, you know, I, I couldn't be happier the way I'm spending my time just, you know, helping people, which is what, what I love to do and being as creative as I always wanted to do. So as you kind of went down this path and I mean I think that's pretty awesome I think number one it's pretty cool that you're able to do what you enjoy doing um, and that you've had success doing it I'm just curious was this always kind of a plan of yours uh, or is this something that you kind of stumbled upon and, and discovered or what I stumbled upon it because as I said you know I was reluctant to start my own business because I thought it was risky I thought there was a you know a huge chance of failure and I didn't even know how to start so when I said, well, I have to find uh, something to do, and I'm in between jobs. I had left my job just because I was pretty unhappy in it, and I was looking for something different. And then a friend of mine said, you know, my, my daughter needs help with math. She's uh, graduating from high school, and she's taking calculus, so if you know so much math, you could help her. I said, all right, I'll do it. So 
started doing that and I enjoyed just, just working with, with people, like just helping her do well in class. And uh, soon soon after, I had all these, these students who wanted my help and I expanded my business at that point. I said, you know, this, this is making money. You know, I, I can expand this. I created a, an SAT and ACT business, just helping students with with test prep, I expanded that to grad school. Then I expanded that to a job search to help people who were looking for a new job. And, you know, most recently, just helping authors and coaches, entrepreneurs who are, you know, want to share their message, you know, how to do it well, how to grow their, their list, their subscriber base and their client base. So I think it has been, it's been an evolu- evolution, but the common denominator, Tom, is that I'm, I'm making a difference in uh, in one person at a time, and that's what what fulfills me. Like that's what gives meaning to to my life. It's very cool, and I'm on your website right now, and I see that you've been on uh, TV a number of times, and it seems like you kind of been over all over the place, like in in some context, both in TV and then blogging and stuff like that, guest posting. So tell me a little bit about how I'm really curious. How do you line some of that stuff up? What I would say is um, a combination of persistence, dedication, and and just knowing the right way to approach these people, and that's mm-hmm. that's why, like, because I made a lot of mistakes. So don't think that I started out and everything was working perfectly. I made so many mistakes, Tom, and I learned from my mistakes. And I also learned that I had to educate myself. So I went out and signed up for as many training. Uh, services as I could and just learn from the masters. I always say, learn from the masters. Just look at what people who are successful, look at what they're doing and, and just do the same. So I modeled uh, success, uh, successful people, uh, took a lot of training, learned from my mistakes. And that's how I, I eventually found a way to uh, pitch producers from uh, you know, TV shows and radio shows and you know, how to approach bloggers and have my articles po- uh, posted. And I think that has been instrumental in the growth of my business and on my of my list because when you start out, I mean, who do you have? Your friends, uh, your, maybe your family, all co-workers, all the people you have for your list. So um, having uh, the leverage of somebody else's platform when I say platform, I mean, yes, their followers, people who um, who know about their services and products is, is the best way to go about when you want to really grow your list. Really interesting stuff. I'm curious, though, did you have any major takeaways from actually pitching um, a TV show? Because I work with a lot of authors, and I'm very curious about this myself, like if it would be possible for me to you know, connect people who are coming out with books or coming out with products to to television, how would I go about that? I'm just curious if you have any insights for me that I can take away before I, you know, try something like that. Oh, yes, definitely. Well, the first thing you have to realize is that if you have a book, for example, it's not uh, your book is not the only topic of conversation you have to approach a TV producer. Um, there's a lot you can do with your message that leads to the book. So don't see yourself as somebody who's like pitching a book or promoting a book. See yourself as a, a messenger, somebody who has uh, some expertise to share. And as long as your expertise is, is something that you can link back to your book, then you'll be taking full advantage of what TV shows have to offer. So um, the best way to do this is, well, first of all, you know, go through your book or t- through your content your programs and just uh, say, okay, what kind of experience and expertise I have that applies to current events or to events that are targeted to the audience of the show. 
because it's important to to really know the show. Uh, some people just try to pitch, I don't know, some show they have never watched, right? So you, you really have to watch the show, know their audience, and know what they need. And then try to link that to your experience and to any current events. So when you're timely, and that word is so important, to be timely, and then you send something that is just perfect for the current news or perfect for the time of the year. Uh, if the holiday season, then what is it that you have to, to say that that will help people get through the holidays, for example? So um, anything that is like that will help you get in. Because what happens is producers have a tough job, right? They, they need to find guests and uh, they're in short supply. So if they find uh, that you have something of value to bring in, they'll call you. So uh, don't see producers as some uh, people who are trying to avoid you. No, they want help. And if you are there to help them, then, of course, they'll, they'll take your help and, and have you uh, be on their shows. Um, now, something that I'd that I like to, to highlight as well is that you need to make the work of the producers as easy as possible. So in my case, I, I give the producers three um, sample um, topics that we could talk about. So it's not just one, but three sample topics. And then for each topic, I provide talking points and a really detailed kind of like an intro that they can use. So they always tell me, Cloris, this is great. I don't have to really do much. All I do is copy and paste what you sent to me and we're all set. So, so you're making their work easy. They like you. And that's how you become a repeat guest. Awesome. I'm just taking notes here real quick. I think this is gold and I, I hope other people are taking some notes as well. Okay, cool. So, you know, very, very simple but practical stuff. Um, and I think of things a lot that applies to guest posting, that applies to outreach of any kind is a couple of things that I'll re-highlight. Knowing the outlet that you're reaching out to, that's pretty essential. Um, knowing kind of what they're after and in regards to being timely, I think that ties into it. So saying, we know it's it's over the holidays. Uh, what what content can we produce that's that's or, or provide for them that's relevant, and then um, actually making it their job super easy. So I I love that. I think that's great advice. I appreciate that, Cloris. So my yeah. question to you now is: from that perspective, you've done a lot of this outreach. You've gotten on a lot of different uh, media outlets and stuff like that, which I think is great. How do you turn that into something that's useful for your business? So you get on maybe a TV show, but so what? So how does that help? Right. So once you do that, that's how you become visible. And once you're visible, then people become interested in your products and your services. They just want to check you out. Right? So the, the first thing will, uh, people will do is to go to your site. Now, if you're uh, guest posting, for example, like I, I post several articles. I have posted several articles on, on Tiny Buddha, for example. So when I, I give my bio to Lori from Tiny Buddha, I add a link to my opt-in page. So it's not just send you send, send people to your big, you know, regular website, but to send them to a landing page where they can enter their email address in exchange for uh, something for free that you're offering. So it could be a free ebook or a free training series, something that is of value to your ideal customer. So every time you mention a website in one of these, these uh, blogs, then that website has to be your landing page. Yes, also, of course, provide your main website, but I would say the landing page is essential. So you have a chance to get people's email address because that's where the power of this outreach is. The fact that you're building 
a captive audience. Um, yes, you could have 100,000 followers on Facebook and 100,000 on Twitter, but if none of those people are, are on your list, then how can you sell your the products and your services to them. What if Facebook decides to shut down your page tomorrow because of some reason that you don't even understand? You don't have control. So the the keyword here, just like you know before, a keyword is control. You have to control the traffic. You have to control your audience. And the best way to do that is by having an email list. So every chance you have, just send people to that landing page. Offer something specific of value, and then you'll start growing your list. Um, now, in regard to that, actually, I was working today on a on a free uh, freemium, what they call like a free offering, to help people design landing pages. And uh, it's important that when you design your landing page, you have something for free that is really specific, Tom. Because you know, I've seen several people post. Oh, a marketing guide or nutrition guide. So what does that mean, really? What is the benefit to the person who's going to, to give you their email address? You have to be super specific, like so specific with, you know, you could say five blog post ideas that help me increase my list by 534 subscribers or something like that, that people are kind of curious about it, um, that they want to know about. It. And that's the only way they will be willing to give you their email address because you know, nobody wants spam and nobody wants another email to add to the, the hundred emails that they get every day. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of that. Um, I, I use uh, my whole website as one uh, opportunity or uh, multiple opportunities to just sign up for different things, um, all, all very specific product-based stuff. Um, and and I use pay what you want pricing a lot of the time as well, so people can either contribute or not. So it's kind of a little uh, flare on top of the the old uh, tried and true kind of lead magnet type thing. But tell me a little bit about this. So I, you know, I'm looking at your website and I, I think to myself, well, there are a lot of people who write about topic X, Y, or Z, right? How do you stand out in a crowd when you're, you know, when there are people who are, when when it's a crowded marketplace? Um, so you talk about lead generation and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I don't know how. Uh, how competitive that is, but I assume it's pretty competitive. Um, so how do you actually stand out to, to generate that interest? Is it, does that come back to the outreach that you did in the beginning, the t- television shows, the guest posting, and so on and so forth? Yes, yes, you're right, Tom. I mean, it, it comes down to how visible you are and also to realize that we're big, we live in a big world. So as long as you can have a, a small subset of the market who knows you and who trusts you, then you're all set. So don't try to have the entire population who is interested in lead generation, for example, to follow you. That's just not possible. It just comes down to finding a group of people who have connected with you, who uh, have met you through either a TV show or radio or they have read your post and uh, who can you know, kind of relate to you, right? Because there are so many people doing the same or uh, focusing on the same topic, but you cannot relate to all of them, right? There are some people that you actually like that you, you want to hear more from. Um, I subscribe to a lot of lists just because of what I said before. I like to model successful people. And some of those people, I go to their videos and I really don't feel like watching them, even though I know they're very successful. There's something that I just cannot relate and connect 
with them. So same thing happens to people around you. Some people will love you, some people will not, and that's okay. So I think it's important to realize that we cannot serve everybody and that we, we have to just focus on the, the group of people who like us, who connect with us. And just by being you, you're being different. I mean, I could try to explore the same topic as somebody else, but I'll do it with my own flair, um, with, uh, with my own story, with my own experience behind it. And that's the best way to differentiate ourselves. Awesome. Great stuff. So once you actually get people to your website, you're, they're signing up for something, um, how do you go about uh, you know, selling your products and services? How do you know what to sell? Um, and, and what do you do in particular in this case? Well, what I do, um, uh, it's important to also manage the communication that you have with the people on your list. And the first thing you must do is to have... Uh, it's called an indoctrination series, but it's basically a series of emails that you will send to people to say hello, to say welcome to my community, and this is who I am, and this is what I have to offer. Because let's say that you registered for something or, or downloaded some free ebook today, right? And three days is likely that you don't remember who that person was. Um, you know, who's this? <laughs> so if you see an email of a couple of weeks later, you'll probably send it to spam. So it's important that you immediately follow up with the new people who have joined your list and then you tell them about yourself you know what's your story why are you there sharing your expertise and what else do you have to offer to them it's also important that you set expectations so if you're going to email them every day you should say so if you're going to email them once a week also tell them when um, so you have like clear communication and they remain on your list of course, now that you have them, you want to keep them, right? So you have to kind of create that relationship with them, ask for their feedback. And uh, once you have that first series of uh, uh, indoctrination series of, of emails, then you can do what, what, a, what Ryan Dice calls an engagement series. And that's when you really offer your products and services. So you could have a strategy. Let's say, well, every couple of months or every month, I'm going to offer one of my products to my list. So then you create a series of emails in which you introduce them to the, some valuable content and that content is related to your product. Um, because if you just send um, you know, stuff for sale all the time, people will unsubscribe. So you have to mix a, a variety of content that is for free with uh, your paid products and services. And what happens is when you offer something for free, you're building trust, you're building authority, and that's what makes people make the decision to buy your stuff, right? They, they have to trust you. They have to know you. And that's why it's so important that you provide value um, without charging for it. Very cool. And when you started doing this, did you know what you were going to actually sell? How do you figure that piece out? Well, I figured that by actually asking colleagues and my current clients. Uh, I said, okay, what is it that you're struggling with? What would you like to see? So it was a, a mix of research and um, getting the information from colleagues because what happens is since I'm helping fellow coaches and fellow authors, then of course I'm one of them. I, I know my own struggles and I can talk to them and say, hey, what are you struggling with? Um, how can I bring a solution to your problem? So in my case, it's a little bit easier, but if you're not working with with uh, your colleagues, if you're not helping them, 
you can just go out and do research, right? So research could be just direct, one-on-one, ask people, send a survey, ask them what they need. Or you could also just go to Amazon and just Google the topic of, of, you, of your expertise and see what people say, especially when you go to book reviews and people give a bad review. <laughs> just check what they say. You know, what is it that was missing? What were they looking for that wasn't met? And that's where you can come in and give a solution. See, so you got to find alternate ways to do research. And also you can go to just Google and Google your competitors. Who are they targeting? What kind of products do they have out? And as I always say, you know, model the masters, learn from the masters, and then do something similar to what they're doing. Not copying, of course, but modeling. Love it. Love it. Um, so how have you gone through any personal struggles yourself selling anything? Um, I mean, I think it's interesting because anytime anybody tells their story, it always seems pretty smooth. But I, I usually, I mean, I, I, at least my experience and, and the experience of a lot of people I've spoken to has been that the reality is anything but smooth, that there's a lot of um, hurdles, there's a lot of struggles. So were, any, were there any challenges for you when you were first getting started and getting, um, getting that early traction, getting those early sales? Oh, definitely. There, there were a lot of struggles and there are still struggles. I mean, I think the life of an entrepreneur is, is just um, overcoming obstacles and then learning from them and becoming a little better every day and then handling the next obstacle because they don't, they don't end. You know, it's, uh, I would say one of the toughest obstacles I faced was the fact that I was spending months and months creating products and I thought they were amazing. And once I would share them with with my audience nobody was interested and I was wondering okay what's what's wrong with me is, is there something that I'm just not good enough and I started to doubt myself and you know of course become worried about my finances and you know, it's tough and, and you get to a point at which you you ask yourself you am I going to make it and should I just quit and uh, I've been at that point and I've been at points at which uh, I just wanted to cash out of my savings and just travel around the world and, and forget about my business. <laughs> so I've, I've been to, to that place. And uh, if, if you experience that or if you experience that in the future, you're not alone. And what matters at that point, though, is to, to remember that you are doing what you're doing because you're passionate about it. And if you're not passionate about it, then Definitely switch. You know, it's okay to switch what you're doing and just to change your mind. But if you feel that passion, then it's worth it to give it a chance. And it, it might mean that you have to do something in addition to what you're doing to bring in the money and that that's okay. As long as you know that in the end, that you have a clear goal, you know what you're going, and you're going to, to pursue your passion. I would say that the biggest mistake I made uh, was number one, not knowing um, how to market my products and not knowing my customer well enough to create an avatar. I think it's so important that we narrow down who we're serving so well that we can really answer their questions and solve their problems. Um, I used to try to serve everyone. And when you try to serve everyone, then you really serve no one. So that was another of my big mistakes. Um, but I learned. I learned and it was tough to let go of that desire to serve everyone and, and the desire just to put stuff out and, and hope it would work. <laughs> but I, I did it, you know, and I saw the results. So you can do it too. It's just a matter of being really, really patient. Love it. Good stuff. Um, 
I guess since we're coming up to the top of the half an hour, um, I, I, are there any big t- takeaways from you where you're at now, kind of where you're going that you'd like to to share with the audience? So these are people who are building businesses themselves online or off. And, uh, and, and so I think the idea of zero from like building something from scratch, going from zero to a thousand is always very interesting, but I'm also always curious about the, you know, 10,000 to a hundred thousand, hundred thousand to a million, um, in revenue, but it's not always about revenue, but just growth in general. So I'm curious, any major takeaways about where you're at and where you're going with your business and, and that we can learn from? Well, I would say, um, always try to become a little bit better every day to produce better products every day. And, uh, there's one thing I always say to, to all entrepreneurs that you have to practice the three P's every day. And the first P is to partner. Okay. So you gotta find people who support you, people who might be able to, to work with you as joint venture uh, partners, or just to support you during your this tough road of being an entrepreneur. So partner every day, nourish your current relationships and find new people to meet. And so you feel that you're part of a community. Then the next P is for produce. So produce uh, new products, enhance your current products. You should always be creating something new. And then the last P is for promote. So that means to promote your products, your services, your content. Every time you create a new piece of content, it's not just created and hope that people go to it. 80% of the time, you should be working on promoting your content, your book, your products, your services, your message. Okay, so if you do those three P's every single day, then you'll be successful. And of course, I would say there's another, a fourth P, and that's patience. Because if you're rushed, if you want to make things happen, you know, yesterday, uh, you will be uh, disappointed and you will be likely to quit. So you have to realize that things take time and patience will also take you there to success. Love it. Great stuff. Cloris, where can people reach out and find you or read more of your work? They can go to cloriskiley.com, C-L-O-R-I-S-K-Y-L-I-E.com. And I now I have, you know, several things uh, to give away, but one of them is, is an ebook with uh, eight proven ways to boost your visibility so you get you know, more, more reach, more clients, more revenue. So I encourage you to go there and download that ebook. And, you know, I just wanted to say, Tom, I, I really appreciate this opportunity to, to talk to your audience. And, um, you know, it's such a pleasure. Awesome. Love it, Cloris. Thank you so much. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you'd like to check out the show notes, just head over to tommorcus.com slash podcast, where you'll find the latest broadcast. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, please do me a favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes. That's the fastest, simplest, easiest way to support my creative work, and it would really mean a lot to me. As always, this is Tom Morcus. And if you're listening to this, you are the resistance.